Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. You can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Dun, da, da, da. First thing, while you're listening to us, hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and subscribe to us so you can play the fun game Dice that we have created. We give you four ingredients. You set your FanDuel daily lineup with what we've told you. That's how it works. Pay attention around with the other people, yep. and uh, yeah, and whoever wins wins a very wonderful, exciting prize. Uh, we've had two winners thus far since we're now in week three. So subscribe so you can be the winner in week three. Da -da -da -da. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be as weird. Weird. Yeah, <sighs> these weeks have been terrible. They've been brutal. They've been really hard. I feel like we say this every, every, the beginning of every season. Although this week in particular was really bad. Like I think injuries. I sent out a tweet. The oh. injuries were off. The injuries have been awful, like off the wall. Really bad. And then just like in general, the overall victories in the NFL is just so crazy. Washington Redskins has one of the best defenses. What? Mm -hmm. That's what? weird. That's crazy. They had a decent defense. They've had a decent defense. Yeah, but the offense has just always been a nightmare. It's, yeah, but now yeah. they're arguably one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's an actual legitimate conversation we can have. What do they say? Yeah. All hail? No, hail. Mm. Hail to the Redskins. Yes. H-T-T-R. Which I always think looks like hater. I always yeah. read it as hater first, and I'm like, I'm not hating on anyone. And then I see what they're saying. I think they all yeah. say all <laughs> hail. It all comes together. And I'm like, oh, yeah. We're talking about Deshaun Jackson. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the only one we're hailing, too. Yeah. And the yeah. defense. And the defense, no. But, you know. But anyway, so it's just been a crazy, crazy season. So uh, get as much fantasy insight as you can to help you set your lineups. So we're going to get right into it. The Thursday night game, Washington Redskins 1-1 one one at the New York Giants 0-2. So as we said, guys, the Redskins defense, legit. It is legit. <laughs> you know, but good for them. They need something to hold on to in D.C. Absolutely. You know, good for them. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, surprise, surprise. He will not be playing week three. I don't know if anyone thought he actually would. So you expect for Jordan Reed and Pierre Garçon to make up in terms of the different targets that would have gone mm -hmm. to Deshaun Jackson. Now, we had an interesting week with Matt Jones. 19 oh. carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns with additional three catches for 23 yards in uh, the 24-10 win over the Rams, guys. They looked good. They looked good. Now, this made him the second-highest scoring running back. And, he, you know, I may concede, Corey, that he's forcing a committee with Alfred Morris. Yes, uh, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Like I kind it's of not true. play... Any of them. Now, granted, the Giants have a pretty weak, you know, rush defense. They get the seventh most points to running backs, but this could be a classic situation where, you know, Matt Jones did fantastic last week, and then he doesn't get any touches this week, and you know, you, you don't really know what to do because, you know, the coaching staff has been trying to get him to lower his shoulders and to run more with more power, and so, you know, they basically have said that he's got a lot of work to do and that he needs to work on his running skills and, you know, essentially 
his technique. So who knows what they're going to do? It's the Redskins. You know, it's it doesn't matter if they have he they hand him the ball, he's going to find the space. That's the thing. Is that it doesn't necessarily have to be just coaching. He can make his own opportunities for himself. So that's what that's the upside of him. Well, yes and no. I mean, at this time, Jones is 20th in the league with 44 rushing yards after contact. If he gets contact, he's not actually a top back, but you're right. If he finds an open field, that guy's gone. He is gone. Yeah. He reminds me of Anton Smith uh, last year. That if he, The moment he's open, game over. You're not catching him. Right. So it's, it's going to be really interesting, especially as the season goes on, if they do form a committee, because then they're going to be able to have a much more of a, you know, a strategic defensive plan around him versus a guy that just kind of gets thrown in. So I would stay away from both of them this week, quite honestly. I don't love it. I just I don't. And then Jordan Reed, he had six catches for a team high of 82 yards. Um, and I think he's going to have probably a good week again this week because they get the Giants give up the third most points to tight ends. So expect Reed to have another good week again, all pending he stays healthy. But I would definitely be starting my lineup at this moment. And then Pierre Garçon, expect him again, like we said, to get some more looks. Um, he, d I mean, it wasn't great performance, but you know he's able to score a touchdown, so you got some points there. It's a good thing they're going up against the Giants, right? Hey ho! Well, I'm going to start off my Giants right up by saying Washington Redskins have only given up two offensive touchdowns in the last two games. One each. One touchdown each. That is a fact. That is crazy. Mm. Yikes. So this game is going to be bad for fantasy. Period. That's my opinion. Uh, it's just going to... It's not going to be my favorite game. I don't like any of the running backs in standard leagues. Jennings had a nice game against Dallas, but then Vereen had a good game against Atlanta last week. Neither were more than 14 points. Vereen had eight receptions last week, so in PPR, I am totally in. But again, accept all the points from receptions. Expect them all from receptions and yards, not touchdowns from Marine. Uh, you're going to start Odell Beckham Jr. You have to. He had a nice bounce back week last week with seven receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, That's Woo! what we're talking about. That's what we drafted. Yes. Um, but listen, both touchdowns that Washington have given up has been to this wide receiver two. So that would be Ruben Randall. Ruben? No, I can't do um, it. I can't put no. my faith in Ruben. We're I can't not do it. going to do it. We're not going to yeah. do it. No. In no. fact, I bumped him down in rankings. I don't even care. I don't even care that he might be the one to get it. I don't. Like, can't he just, do it. I just can't. Because you know what? He'll probably only going to have five yards into that end zone if he gets it. So he'll get you 6.5 points. It's not even worth it. Ruben but to be Randall. honest, I almost think that that touchdown might go to Donnell. Which is okay. He's been okay for tight ends. He hasn't been amazing, but you know he might be your only option, anyways. So let's all hope that he gets a touchdown. And I think ODB is going to get that end zone too, plus several yards. Um, but even so, this is not going to be a fantasy orgy. It's not my thing. Um, I just I would have never thought Washington was going to be so good. It's a fantasy desert. Fantasy desert. Um, <laughs> except, hey, except the kicker, Josh Brown. He's the fourth yeah. kicker thus far. So this could be a really big game for him. I'm okay with you definitely starting this man. So that's all I have to say. Let's move on. Sunday morning, set your lineups. Atlanta Falcons 2-0 with the Dallas Cowboys 2-0. <sighs> the undefeated 2-0. 
Well, I'll talk about the Falcons for a little bit because the Cowboys have nobody playing left for them, so it's fine. Hey, uh, that's my write-up. <laughs> Again, a defense that is better than they were last year, Those the sneaky little Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, but they do give up the seventh most points to kickers and the eleventh most points to defenses, and that's that's the golden thing right there. Uh, so Dan Bailey owners, you're fine. Um, but the Cowboys have only given up one passing touchdown. Um, if you have Matt Ryan, and you have another quarterback who has a really good matchup, I'm okay with doing a little switch and bait. Like if you have a Carson Palmer, yeah, you know, uh, there's there's. I'd be down with a Carson Palmer over yeah, Matt Ryan. Oh, Carson Palmer, yeah. That you got for really good value. That it's okay to rest Matt Ryan. Everybody needs a day off sometimes. This might be it. But who uh, else in that tier would you start other than Carson Palmer, who's red hot, by the way? I mean, he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. But other than that, like Sam Bradford's a bust. Eli Manning's a bust. Teddy Bridgewater, maybe. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I want to start those guys. I would start Ryan Tannehill over Teddy. Matt Ryan. I would start Ryan Tannehill. I would start I Derek Carr. At Carr? No. Carr, maybe. No. Yes. No. Yes. I'm cringing. It's time to get You're creative. cringing, Brandon. but the Dallas Cowboys defense is good. You know, you forget that the Colts gave up how many balls? Five last week? And Dallas only gave up, like, 17 points after, oh, with five turnovers? Like that's, Colts? Colts didn't play Cowboys. Oh, sorry. Different people. Eagles. But still, Eagles. The yes, Eagles. the Eagles. That's, no, the Jets played the Colts last week. Right. The Eagles played the Colts. Right, we're, right. We're starting at 1 a.m. Yeah, this yeah. is all a little This is all, it's all what it is. Yeah, I've got 100. It doesn't matter. This is the deal. Dallas Cowboys have given up the second <laughs> Fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They made the they made True. fools out of the Eagles. They made fools out of fools them. out of the Eagles. And I'm not saying that Matt Ryan is on the same level as Bradford at all, or offensive line or coaching. Um, but I'm just saying that, that it could be a thing. If you have a good matchup, I'm okay with it. You're still starting Julio Jones. He's a monster. Monster. Uh, Thirty points in week one. Twenty points last week. Um, I don't care what they say about how good they are defending wide receivers. It's Julio. It's Julio. Devontae Freeman um, is the lone back now that Tevin Coleman will be sidelined for a couple weeks. Ugh, I hate this. And that might sound like a must start to you, but I wouldn't put him in, in any more than a flex in standard leagues. He's only rushed a total of 43 yards this year, and PPR Freeman looks better. Um, he's had had seven receptions for 63 yards. And Dallas does give up the sixth most receiving yards to running backs. So Tevin uh, Coleman was looking so good. I know. It's and then sad. He got hurt. And I just, uh It's really sad. A shout out to Jacob Tammy, yeah. the guy who I always like to make fun of. He is my little punchline. He had a good game. Yes, he, he had his the longest reception for 41 yards last week. Cheers. Not only did he end the game with 77 yards, but he also had six targets. So that's not bad at all. They are getting him involved. Um, but let's get real. The Cowboys have yet to give up a touchdown to a tight end, and I don't think Tammy is going to stop that streak. So we're not starting him this week. Roddy White was held to zero catches last week and only one target. Um, they're going to need to get into the offense, but I'm still not starting him until he proves himself. Matt Bryan is a must-start. Atlanta's defense is an interesting daily uh, start. I'm not upset about that. Hmm. This new injured Dallas offense. 
Yeah. I started my uh, write-up about the Cowboys uh, with the sentence, we are in hell. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. uh, where we are. No Des, no Tony Romo, no Bueno. I only had to get <laughs> no literally bueno. 10 points to win my league. I had Jay Cutler and Tony Romo in two-quarterback league both go down. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I should have had this game locked up and both go down. <sighs> I think this this year is very unique in the fact that a lot of these injuries have been to quarterbacks, and that affects the whole team. So it feels like there are more injuries, but they're just actually in certain positions that are just killing us. They're killing us. Um, so Terrence Williams is still the receiver you do want to own. Luckily, he and Whedon seem to actually have a connection. He actually Great, scored yeah. his touchdown on Whedon's pass. Um, you know, week one, he had five catches for 60 yards. Week two, four catches for 84 yards. Touchdown, it's a nice improvement. Joseph Randall got 18 carries, but McFadden got 10. Ugh. Anyway, this is a nice matchup, considering that Atlanta's given up the most points to running backs out of all of the teams in the league thus far in two weeks, but it's hard to feel confident when Randall only um, had 6.5 fantasy points last week in standard scoring. Um, McFadden had 5.2. If you're in a PPR, Dunbar, though, caught three passes, eight passes the week before. I still think Dunbar is a decent PPR play. They need someone to do something, so there you have it. Jason Witten, um, so he has two sprained ankles uh, and a sprained <laughs> knee, and is only listed as questionable, and he says he's going to play. This but guy I loved his response. Like, just typical football injuries. Two sprained ankles and a sprained knee. He's like, no big deal. He's no also in his deal. 50s, and he just doesn't care. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm on it. I'm on it. And I'm on him. Do it. Okay. Seven catches for 56 yards in week two. Eight catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns in week one. They need a lifeline. I like him. If he plays, I think you have to play him. I... I Yep. If he doesn't play, though, Gavin Escobar is getting involved. So um, he's not taking the place of Witten. I just want to make sure that we make that clear. No. But he is Witten taking is end zone it. targets, which is right. upsetting. Right. But he, uh, Witten is still the man. And he's, the, uh, he's an addition. He's not taking it away. They're both right. getting their targets. He's just an addition, yeah. Especially with Des Bryant not being there. That's what right. this is. This is all about Des Bryant not being there, this so is, he is getting more action. Listen, this is rookie quarterback and their tight end. I'm not saying Whedon's a rookie. He's not. He's, you know, he's a veteran. But, yeah, he's a, but this is a guy who's a little rusty. Insert tight end here. Pick up Escobar if you don't have him. Right, I, I completely agree. And don't start Whedon. I don't, I don't know if I need to say that. Uh, but I will say, he is the starter. Matt Castle's coming in to be his backup. They need a backup, because Tony Romo can't play. They technically needed that. You don't need to freak out. Whedon is the guy. And uh, they're comfortable with him in Dallas. Whether or not you're comfortable with him, that's an entirely different story. But they are comfortable six, with him. was wasn't he? Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, so I don't yeah. hate him, but I'm not starting him. No. So I'm, I'm just putting it that way. Dan Bailey's tied for 10th most points. Um, they need him, so he's fine. And the defense actually is tied for the 6th most fantasy points thus far this year at this position. But I'm not starting a defense against Julio Jones. I think that's a good rule to live by. I think so, too. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Indianapolis Colts is 0 and 2. Oh. At the Tennessee Titans, one and one. Man, the Colts. Oh. I'm happy I don't cover them this year. I thought they were like they were like my one <laughs> one good team, good team, they and and they're like the worst record that I have right now. Yep. It's, yep. it's really bad. It's really I actually kind of like your teams, me. Ashley. I think that things are turning around for some of them. You're bad ones. You have all the bad ones, my, which my, are the ones that are actually doing well. Interesting. So. I know my Buffaloes and my Washingtons and Rams. 
Yeah, but gosh. Like, Andre Johnson, guys, he posted three receptions for 27 yards in week two. Um, Courtney called it. Yeah, he only had 24 yards in week one. Uh, He's just not really getting targeted, and he did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Non-injury related. It's, again, the classic, like, vet rule where they just don't, you know, they don't practice, right? Um, I think, guys, he's he's a guy that's got to go at this point. I just don't think he's, I think Dante Moncrief is clearly the number two right now. And um, I well, just, he's been the number one so far because of Ty's injury, right? But he's gonna be the number two behind Ty when Ty's fully yeah. healthy. But I, I think he's got to go. I hate, I go. hate, I hate pulling the trigger this early on people, but he's got to go. He's got to he go. Terrible. Guys. He does not he look just, like his. It, it is what it is. <laughs> <sighs> so sad. Dwayne, you're out of here. You're boom <laughs> gone. Three strikes. Wait. <laughs> well, technically just two. Well, for no, the sure. preseason yeah. was the third. Today's the rough wow. third. Yeah. yeah. This week is the for sure, the for sure third strike, but it's only if you can muster through it. But Dwayne Allen, guys, ankle, he's considered day-to-day. Um, he got pulled in week two against the Jets because of an ankle injury. He did and not they need him in practice. They need him badly. Um, I don't think he's going to go this week. And even if he does... Oh, I just don't know. So here's the deal: is that Colby Fleener, he's gonna his value goes up a little bit. It's a tight end position, so you certainly can't count on points from Colby Fleener. But the Titans do give up the seventh most points, so it could be a good game. But I would try to not. I would I would rather go Escobar than Fleener. Let's put it that way. If you've got a choice, huh. go Escobar more so than Fleener. But he will be the one stepping in for you know, uh, Dwayne Allen if he cannot play. Colts cornerback Vontae Davis concussion. In Monday night's game, part of the reason that Brandon Marshall did so well, I just want to throw that out there. So he's going through that protocol. Um, and then Andrew Luck, guys, people are freaking out. I don't want to I'm freak out, out yet, but it's it's not good. Is <laughs> so he completed 21 of his 37 pass attempts for 250 yards and one touchdown with three interceptions in the week two against Jets. Uh, he also lost a fumble. And he is being blitzed, guys, 47.9% of his dropbacks thus far this year, which is the third most in the NFL right now. Well, wouldn't you? It works. Yeah, and and Luck is responsible thus far for the total team's eight turnovers. He had six of them, and he's had NFL-high 28 turnovers in the last two years when you combine it. So last year, Andrew Luck had a great, great season, obviously. But prior to that, he was a turnover king. You know, we all remember, and, and last year was a little bit different. So I'm a little bit nervous about that. He's only completed nine of 33 pass attempts. You know, I'm oh, I just I, I'm nervous, guys. I'm very nervous. It's but okay. he's still he's still Andrew Luck. You still have to play him, right? I yeah. I just want to I want to say like two quick things. One is that he's always been like this, and I he has oh yeah he's always and been this, like this is why though in the preseason I thought Aaron Rodgers was the better quarterback, and I stand by it. And we changed it because we were doing SiriusXM. We were afraid we were going to get backlash once Jordy Nelson went out. And I, I finally conceded. But I was like, I just, it's not the same. Because you know what? Aaron Rodgers only had five interceptions last year, people. He's nuts. He's nuts good. And I think that the problem here is that Andrew Luck is more like a Brett Favre type. You know, he's a gunslinger. He's always yeah. had interceptions. He, I, I don't he know is. why we overlooked that. And it's just it doesn't, it doesn't matter because he'll get the yards and the he still gets the yards and the points. Right. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. And Andrew, Luck, Andrew Luck was the better quarterback statistically for fantasy going into the season, and I will stick by that. 
Is he having a rough go around it? Yes. Is he not matching up with what his coaches want or what the coaches want from him? Yes. I think there's arguments going on in the locker room. I don't think this is drama-free land in Indianapolis, and I think that's part of the problem. So I, I disagree. I think that Andrew Luck was the better draft pick. I think, unfortunately, it's not panning out. But look, look at Drew Brees. I mean, you know, that's not winning either. You know, Peyton There's, Manning, that wasn't winning either. I mean, their quarterbacks are letting us down, and that's just the way it is. So, I mean, I, I who knows? Aaron Rodgers might have his moment, too. I mean, I agree with Brandon. I think overall, football-wise, Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. But you're right. Fantasy-wise, Luck yes, fantasy. was the better quarterback. Granted, you know, and again, if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he had a really rough first four games last season and bounced back. Yes, amazingly. He had rough one game against Seattle and then a rough one game against Buffalo at the end. So he screwed you on both ends, and that's what we remember. But, but he actually but, was fantastic. The rest no, of it was a slow start. It was a Everybody slow start, Green remember? Everybody was freaking out, and he was like, relax. relax. Yeah. That was like in week four. It was yeah, but his fantasy was, numbers were good. His fantasy was okay. Moral of the story is you basically have to play Andrew Luck because you drafted him so high. Oh, yeah, you're that, screwed. That yeah. You're screwed because you did not, more than likely, you did not draft a quarterback high enough that is worthy of starting him over mm -hmm. Andrew Luck at the moment. But like If Courtney you drafted said, Matt Ryan, you can play Matt Ryan right over, over Andrew Luck. If you drafted Carson Palmer. <laughs> Carson Palmer is someone people could have feasibly drafted, though, if they have Andrew Luck. Yeah. Play Carson Palmer. Yeah, not play yeah. Andrew Luck until they get this offense figured out. Now, yes. like we said, Dante Moncrief, he's been doing pretty well. He's the obvious. He will be the obvious wide receiver too at this point when T.Y. Hilton gets healthy again. Um, so you you know you can play him. And Frank Gore's a nightmare right now. I don't know what to do about him either. 15 carries, you know, for 57 yards in week two. Um, it is, it's terrible. The Titans give the 12th fewest points too. So don't play Frank Gore. Quite honestly, I don't want you playing almost anyone. From the Colts, I know it's a it sounds crazy to say. It's I don't crazy. want you playing anyone from the Colts. I don't want you playing a single person. I know we need to move on, but I think it's really important to say they need to go back to two tight end sets when they played both Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener, and they just you were responsible with the football. That's and, what and I'm saying. And they're it's not doing it's that. It's a coaching thing. It's a coaching it thing. If Andrew Luck has is having problems with the coaching staff, I will guarantee it. But it's not just Andrew Luck. It's, it's, almost, as if, it's almost as if yes. the entire offense is confused, right? It's yes. almost like they had too much talent and they don't know how to utilize people and they aren't using the proper skill sets where they need to. It's a confused offense. They need to pull it together. It's just it's just bad. It's bad right now. I think they thought they were getting something different with Andre Johnson and Frank Gore. And I think they're, so they're, and they're scrambling like they senior citizens. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that what's happening is that their coaching staff is freaking out. And they're trying to do the best that they can. But it's they got screwed by their GM who decided that they'd bring in these stars. And they're like, we don't need stars. We already had Andrew Luck. We didn't need this. We needed a better offensive line. And that's why in the press conference when Pagano was like, well, he's been dealing with this for three years. So I guess he knows what a bad offensive line looks like. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's throwing you know, Andrew Luck under the bus. No, or his offensive line. No, he's throwing his GM under the bus because instead of taking care of that problem, he decided to bring in these two uh, free agents that aren't helping. And, and well, I, think I do, I do help, but not without Frank, a good offensive line. Frank Gore still has got stuff in the tank. But the problem is that offensive line is so bad, and he's so in a bad. new offense, and like you said, they aren't doing anything that worked for them last year. I mean, they could have done the same thing they did last year and just had Frank Gore come into the same set and been fine. I, I just don't know what they're doing. It's just a completely different team this year in yeah. terms of how they're operating their football. 
Well, let's get let's get positive, all right? Let's yeah. apologize. It's the only team I'm passionate about. Know, I'm done. I know. The rant is over. The rant like, is over. Cheers. We knew that. We knew. We knew. We'll we'll Courtney going with Tennessee. They're the good team. <laughs> How sad is it that Tennessee is the good team here? Gosh. It's Gosh. so crazy. Ugh. This is what I was saying earlier. Here's my write-up. I need to give out shout out to the Indy defense last week. With their offense giving up the ball five times, they only allowed 20 mm -hmm. points. It was a nice job, guys. Well done. I will say that's a positive thing coming out of Indy. Their defense kept it together. It could have been a big blowout, right? It could have been Agreed. really, yeah. really bad. Um, but I still like this matchup for some of the Indy players. I don't like it for Mr. Delaney Walker, unfortunately, because he is still listed as questionable. <sighs> and I must say, even if he does start, I am not starting him in my fantasy league. The Colts give up the second fewest fantasy points to healthy tight ends. Not my favorite. Which brings me to Anthony Fasano that blew it up last week with, with Delaney Walker out. Um, he had 84 yards and a touchdown. He is a risky play as well, you guys. Um, but there are worse options. So it's kind of like if you're really, really desperate, um, Walker is out. That is the man you want to go to. But, um, you know, hopefully you have something else. Hopefully. Um, but, yeah, so I'm also not in love with the running backs this week. Um, it is for sure a running back by committee in Tennessee. Dexter McCluster had a great game last week. Byers beware, he only had eight total yards the week before. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a must start here. It's not what we do. Um, you may want to pick him up and put him on your bench and see how the, you know, this all goes down. Um, but I wouldn't start him, okay? The Colts are, like, right in the middle with running backs, and it's kind of really dicey. But I do like Kendall Wright this week. I know he didn't do anything last week, but he has a nice matchup, and Marietta will need to find him if they want to get that win against the Colts. They give up the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, Marietta had 257 yards, two touchdowns last week. More fantasy points than Luck and Breeze. Um, he could be a sneaky play this week. I'm just saying it could be fun. I have feelings that the Colts are going to go all out, so Mariota's going to need to throw the ball, so this could be a shootout a bit. Um, the Colts give up the 13th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but I'm not letting that scare me with Mr. Mariota. Ryan Suckup, the kicker, has had no field goals yet. No. It's not a good sign. Do not play him, okay? Find a better option. Let's move on. Oakland Raiders 1-1 one one at the Cleveland Browns 1-1. One I'll try to make this one a pithy Courtney since we had our Colts rant on my time. But <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, I'm yeah, okay. That was a, that was an important one. I was. That was. Like, yeah, up. I, I messed it up. I admit it. But it may be maybe more important news, Brandon. Free agent Daryl Richardson is rumored to be trying out for the Oakland Raiders. That is the least fantasy relevant news you will hear on this podcast. Thank gosh. Goodness, absolutely not. Latavius Murray, on the other hand, is a running back that you should be concerned about and like. <laughs> um, he had 87 yeah. yards and a touchdown, and he had some catches. He had three catches against, um, you know, in week two, and you know what? He could have another great week against the Browns. I feel really good about Latavius Murray. Play him. I like him. Go with it. Derek Carr, he <laughs> completed 30 of 46 passes for 351 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, but you know what? He looked great. He looked good. Yep. I agree. I like it. And you know what? Him and Crabtree and Cooper are starting to figure it out. They're getting their mojo together. I'm liking it. They're, you know, they're picking some steam up. 
Go Derek Carr. I, I don't hate it, Courtney. I do not hate it. I do not hate it. I think he's fabulous, and I think they're really figuring it out in Oakland, and I'm into it. And what I really that's like matchup for the Oakland Raiders is he was atrocious in week one, and he really bounced back this week, which is really important to me with a young quarterback that he's able to put it out of his mind and move on to the next week and play a good game. Because it's so your head game is so because he prays. So you, you know what? After he got Derek that touchdown, Carr. amazing. <laughs> right on the field. I like Michael Crabtree, guys. He had, love Michael Crabtree. He was targeted 16 times. He caught nine of them. PPR, heck yeah. Start Michael Crabtree, 111 yards and a touchdown. 16 I love it. times, amazing. And you know what? I think he's going to have another really great game because Joe Hayden will more than likely be on Amari Cooper versus Crabtree, which is going to leave Crabtree much more open and probably much more the red zone target. So start Michael Crabtree. I like him this week as well. And then Amari Cooper. Finally had his touchdown. Congrats. And Yay. 109 yards. Another great thing. I like it. I like what they've got going here. I'm, I'm a fan of all of them. Do it. Raiders. Go Raiders. Let's say go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs> go Travis I'm Benjamin. I'm upset with the Browns. Okay. Well, okay. So Travis Benjamin. Let's just get this out of the way. Just get it out of the way. Okay. Uh, in week one, he caught all three of his targets for 89 yards and a touchdown. Now, once again, that was a long throw from Johnny Football and uh, for the touchdown. Last week, he caught three of his four targets for 115 yards, two touchdowns. Both the touchdowns came off of 50-plus yards uh, of a catch, and then he got a punt return. So he was a huge, huge play. Um, unfortunately for him, it's very hard to replicate those big, big, long catches and touchdowns. It's just, it's, it's a tough world out there. And then punt returns again, very rare. Um, and then they decided to bench Johnny football. Bad. So, so bad. The only touchdowns he's ever caught is from a guy who will not be on the field. Uh, Josh McCown has uh, passed the concussion protocol, and the team has decided to go back to him instead of sticking with Johnny Menzel. I am so intrigued by this decision. It's I am BS. intrigued, too. I think it's BS. I think it's BS. Johnny Menzel earned his spot, and I'm sorry. He deserved it. And not only I will was say, it, yeah. is he better, but was he better? Better in quotes, you know, like not like necessarily better than Josh he McCown. Had some, but he had some fundamental he, issues. Still. He gave it, yeah, he gave it his all. He made the team better. He provided a back. spark. He provided a spark yes. and some energy yeah. to that team. Yes, but I'm not questioning Coach Penn. I'm not, you know. He's well, I I do. I have a couple question marks, but it's mostly like how horrible of a person. Does Petten think Johnny Menzel is? <laughs> to not no, no, legitimately. That's the only reason this makes sense, right? They must really have an axe to grind with this guy. So I'm intrigued. Um, but either way, it, what it means is that all the stats that we've looked at for the past two weeks mean nothing. And I don't know what to tell you about this team other than the fact that Isaiah Crowell um, got a bulk of the carries. Uh, he got into the end zone last week. And uh, Oakland gives up the second most fantasy points to running backs thus far. Once again, a small, you know, sample size. Um, but, you know, unless, you know, if you have a desperate play because of injury issues, and listen, we all have injury issues going into this. 
week. You just do. You've been touched by injury, whether it be the team's quarterback or what have you. 15 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown last week. I think it'll be about that same. Duke Johnson carried the ball 12 times for 43 yards, but I don't think he's overtaken him yet. So, um, Also, just to let you know, tied for sixth as a fantasy defense and only owned in 26% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. So Cleveland's defense is also something to consider. Bam. Awesome. Moving on. Cincinnati Bengals 2-0 and at Baltimore Ravens 0-2. Jeremy Hill, I hate you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had point .1 points last week. Not even a point. Point .1. Yeah. Point. Well, if you're wondering how he got the point .1, at one point I was, because I was watching Red Zone, so I didn't get to see everything, because I was watching another game, you know, flips back and forth. And I'm like, is Jeremy Hill hurt? Like, why is he not have any more points? And it's like, no, he just got benched. He got benched because he had seven fumbles in his 18 career NFL games overall. Uh, the fact, I mean, they benched him in favor of Giovanni Bernard, who had a great game, by the way. He ran for over 20 times for 123 yards against the Chargers, and he looked good. He yep. looked really good. And the problem is that Hill fumbles the ball too much, and Marvin Lewis is just, he's not into it. He said, we can't have back the back fumbling the football. Jeremy's a talented young player. We've got to keep the football. That wasn't part of his deal last. Sorry, that wasn't part of his deal last year, and we can't let it creep in. Like you could tell, this is like a point of contention, and this is exactly how we ended up in this committee situation, like we did, because the moment somebody fumbled, he's like, done, Bernard, you're in, you know. And and if Bernard fumbled, done, Hill, it's you. I mean, this is this is what we have to expect. And Giovanni Bernard could very well get the start this week, guys. He might get the start this week. I do love Giovanni Bernard. I do too. I, I do too. I, I think he could be a starting running back on a variety of teams. I mean, he looked great, but I just I wanted to be buyer beware in the fact that that it honestly could be Bernard to get the start. Hill will still get touches, but usually Hill does bounce back the next game. But just you know, kind of yeah. he's yawn, yawn. Beware. Uh, Tyler Eifert, four catches for forty nine yards and a touchdown, which is great. Uh, he has three touchdowns in the first two games. Great. What up, Eifert? I love I it. Love him. Must start. The Ravens have given up the fewest points thus far to tight ends though this year. But you know what, guys? I'm going to call it. I think Eifert will still score a touchdown this week. I think it's going to happen. I agree. I do. I'm He's say the it. baby Gronk. So don't don't be too scared of this. I like Eifert. Uh, and Andy Dalton. <laughs> I would maybe maybe even play maybe Andy start Dalton. Andy Dalton maybe Courtney right. right Brandon's cringing. He, but you know what, Brandon? He's completed 16 of his 26 passes for over 214 yards and three touchdowns. This is a tough matchup, um, though. This, is a, fact, this isn't an insert Andy Dalton for Matt Ryan. No, just because it's not a tough matchup. Ryan. But here's just the deal. He's had five matchup. touchdowns and no interceptions to the first two games of the season. Amazing. Fact, if you watch okay. the preseason, you're like, whoa. Yeah. That switch happened, but it did. It's too bad he doesn't now, like A.J. Green. The Ravens, well, yeah, the Ravens are in the middle of the pack in terms of stopping the quarterbacks. We could have a decent game. And A.J. Green, you know, he, he did seem to have a compression over his knee, but people, he wasn't like, you know, hobbling and favoring a knee per se. So I, I think it's just more of a mm. precautionary thing. But he's been really productive. I just, he's not being targeted as much as I would like. I don't love it. He's still scoring you points, but he's not the A.J. Green of old because he's just not getting targeted. Hopefully they fix that this week. Remedy it. Remedy it. Baltimore Ravens, as of right now, Crockett Gilmore has more fantasy points than their quarterback, Joe Flacco. <laughs> That's a true story. 
23. Oh. 23.1 to 22.24. That's a true Oh, story. man. That is scary stuff right there. Yep. All jokes aside, though, Gilmore could help you if you have a Safarian Jenkins problem on your hands. Yep. That's right. I talked about Crockett Gilmore in the preseason. I do want to... Um, I think this guy may be legit. So week one, he only had two catches on four targets uh, for 23 yards. But week two, he caught five of his six targets for 88 yards and two touchdowns. I think you pick him up. I think he he and Steve Smith are the only two people that are actually catching passes in a Mark Trestman offense. And I think that as the season moves on and they get more comfortable, I think this is going to be a very good thing. Although Mark Trestman has held off, it's still like a lot of the offense from last year. I still enjoy them. Nice bounce back game. Again, for Steve Smith Sr., 10 catches on yep. 16 targets, 150 yards. Cincinnati's a tougher pass defense, but I still think that he's the only thing happening. Um, it shouldn't, as I said, offense still struggling that means Justin Forsett. I'm a little nervous. Only 43 mm -hmm. yards rushing in week one, 68 yards in week two, only eight receptions and 25 yards for the whole season. I need to see a good week three in this matchup, and um, it's tough. I think that Baltimore went downhill after the loss of Suggs on their defense, but I think that they're going to get better, so I think they just had to have just, another I'm week. I'm so surprised with the Mark Trestman offense that Forsett's not doing better. It's crazy. It's well, but crazy. Joe Flacco they, is not doing well. Joe Flacco, that's true. He's pretty, and I, yeah, and Forsett is a receiving back, so it's just, you know... Ugh. I'm not loving yeah. this game for fantasy. I'm no. not loving it for fantasy either. I think this is going to be a defensive game, but I, I, I wanted to point out that if you're nervous about Justin Forsett, Forsett I... I we I'm hear you. Understand. We agree. Mm -hmm. San Diego Chargers 1-1 one one at the Minnesota Vikings 1-1. One one. Um... Minnesota gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Just so you know, again, Minnesota's defense is not always as bad as you think. Um, I'm going back and forth on whether I like Rivers this week. He's leading receiver. Um, Keenan Allen didn't even get a point last week, which is not my favorite. But I am a huge believer in Danny Woodhead. Therefore, he is going to be getting those Me receiving too. yards with him. Um and so I think I think Danny Wood has to be the leading receiver this week, right out there. And he's a running back. He's the best flex you can ever have in your whole entire world. I have his have him in my running back two spot in one of my leagues that I just won last week. Danny Woodhead is legit, people. Um, hopefully the Vikings are really busy visiting or covering Keenan Allen, and that will leave Mr. Stevie Johnson open to have another nice game. He is my sneaky play. Yes. People don't talk about him that much, but he had 17 points in the first game, 13 points last week. Both had six targets. That's great for running back or wide, wide receiver two. Um, that's really a wide receiver good. three yep. after Danny Woodhead. So, yeah, he, he looks good. Making good football catches, really like yeah. athletic great. catches, you know. Yep. Love it, love it. And just so you know, uh, San Diego's kicker Josh Lambeau has missed his second kick this season. So, hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're having, you know, lost Novak remorse because I would. I would. <laughs> I love Nick Novak. I'm really sad about this. Me too. Very, it's very it's, yeah, it's my, my least favorite offseason. TV Johnson's only $5,900 on FanDuel if you pair him up with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is an 80% uh, pass rate right now. Here's what I want to know, guys. He How is, is he is, but I just it's against Minnesota's defense and they're they're kind of tough. As I said, I think he's going to get it from 
the I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm back and forth with Rivers and whether or not I like him this week. My favorite moments decide. with Courtney is A, she loves Philip Rivers and it's really upsetting to her when she can't suggest him. And B, is when she does this. Oh. Put my hands up to my eyebrows and just like. You know what? Ugh. I want to do this about Courtney. Ugh. How is it that Garrett Hartley gets picked up every season <laughs> and Nick Novak doesn't yeah. have a job? Doesn't have a job. Someone explain this to me. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's crazy. Um, Minnesota Vikings. Guess what? The Vikings won last night, last week, because they gave the ball to Adrian Peterson. What I told you last week: if Minnesota Vikings want to win games, they need to give it to him, and not in the shotgun. Absolutely, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. AP looked a lot better against the Lions last week. They gave him the ball 29 times compared to the week before where they only gave it to him 10 times. He had 16 carries in the first half alone. His average went up both in rushing and receiving. He's a must-start against a bad rush defense. San Diego gives up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. Duh. Love him. Even Bridgewater had a better game last week because of the run-first offense. I love it. He threw a touchdown. He ran one in. I don't love him in a year-long roster spot as your number one guy or anything, but he's a high scoring enough that you can play him in a daily if you got a really good wide receivers and and running backs and you want to spend a little less on your quarterback. He's a good play. Um, I don't love any of the wide receivers this week. Um, and it is definitely time to bench Charles Johnson. I'm upset because I have half my rosters. Um, I even dropped him in one of them because the reality is, is that it's just not happening, right? San Diego gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so it's not going to be a good, great week. But I do love Kyle Rudolph this but week. You're not, you're not dropping Kyle Rudolph. I'm not dropping Kyle Rudolph. He has had seven targets and five receptions each game and found the end zone last week. I think he will have another 50-yard and a touchdown game against the Chargers. They give up the ninth most fantasy points to tight ends. Really like him. If he's healthy, you play him. Jacksonville Jaguars, 1-1 one and one at the New England Patriots, 2-0. and zero. Another guy that didn't have a bad game last week, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. 18 of 33 pass attempts, 273 yards. The guy had no interceptions, two touchdowns, and that was against the Dolphins. You know, so granted, the Dolphins, about the Dolphins. Are, are they're having some issues, <laughs> and uh, you know, Nadamik and Sue is not working out as they would like him to. Uh, there's <sighs> on that, but uh, you know, he also ran for 27 yards twice. He got two, sorry, ran twice, 27 yards. Yeah, and the Pats give up the six most points to quarterbacks. So I think you can expect a similar production out of him. Again, you're looking only at QB2 numbers here. You're not starting him unless you're in a QB. Or if you've got a flex where you can put a quarterback in, go to Blake Bortles. Why not? Because Allen Robinson's on fire. This yeah. is on fire. Nice. Thank you. The Alicia Keys input. I love it. Mm. 155 yards and two touchdowns, guys, off six receptions. I love it. He was targeted 12 times, which is fantastic. The guy is back. Um, I love him. Back. I love him. I love him. The Pats give the third most points to wideouts. Yes, please. Give me some more Allen Robinson. Yes. And you can tell your husband, Brand, you're welcome for the fact I had Alan Robinson on my bench last week. I would have won otherwise. I could. I was a contender. Anyway, 
TJ Yeldon, <laughs> another guy. He had, you know, carried 25 times, so he got a lot of good touches, 70 yards. Um, he had three receptions, one of 13 yards. He's doing okay. You know, he's doing pretty good for a rookie. I'm pleased with where he is for a rookie. Not bad. We're talking flex role here. Maybe a wider, you know, sorry, a running back too if you have to. Um, but I think he's just going to get better and better. I really do. And the Pats will let you run on them. So he's got another chance for a good game. The problem here is a Denard Robinson, not problem, actually good thing for you, did not practice on Wednesday. He's got a sprained MCL, and this could keep him out for almost a month. So they're going to have to go with Yeldon. There's not going to be a committee at any at any point in time. It, it, is, it is Yeldon is the guy. Wide receiver Ooh. Rashad Green, his thumb hurt that bad boy. He's on IR as well. So the free agent Brian Walters was re-signed. And Julius Thomas, still limited in practice. Do not expect him back this week. Uh, they're being cautious of him, and they should. So. And we're back to the Alan Hearns show. Back to the Alan Hearns show. Alan Hearns will be having another good week. Alan Robinson will another good week. Stick with the Allens. Love it. And then the Patriots. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, Courtney's going to tell me to move to the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> uh, yes. So the New England Patriots play everyone. Boring analysis, but this is my analysis for you. Tom Brady was the number one quarterback in Week One, number two in Week Two. Julian Edelman was uh, the number thirteen wide receiver in Week One, number two in Week Two. Julie, uh, Rob Gronkowski, number one in Week One, number two in Week Two. Crockett Gilmore. He's here. Uh, Dion Lewis, number 18 in week one, number three in week two. Goskowski in defense, solid. Why not? And you know what? The only thing we have to talk about is this, this Dion Lewis LeGarrette Blunt situation that I'm nervous about because Blunt came back and got like two carries for four yards last week. Is Belichick trolling us? Is he yes, a Twitter troll? Always. You guys, I just, I have. Uh, so all of my leagues, and this is with experts, with family, it doesn't matter, friends, it doesn't matter. Dion Lewis just sat out there. He only got picked up this week because no one believed his week one performance. And after that fumble, everyone was like, we're out. I think the only reason he played him in week two the way that he did, and the only reason he didn't pull him after the fumble is because Rex Ryan was trolling Dion Lewis. And so he was like, oh, no, we're going to shove, shove you down his throat. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a possibility yeah. that Brandon Bolden could be the number yeah. one running back next oh, week. Oh, man. And I think Deion Lewis's talent is not in question. I actually think he's very good. His fumbles yeah. are an issue. If I was a coach, I would be not pleased. But I, I do think he's talented. I just, oh, man, I still, I still can't wholeheartedly endorse him, but everyone else play. That's my opinion. Belichick. Belichick. New Orleans Saints zero and two. The Carolina Panthers two and zero. Another right. team that has been right. a, ni a nightmare for me. The Saints. Uh, Drew Brees, guys. Right shoulder contusion. Uh, he did not throw win in Wednesday's practice. Uh, he was limited, but he did participate in some drills, so that's good. Um, but the decision on whether he's going to play week three against Carolina, you know, is based on how he's going to feel and if he thinks he can be effective. It is quite possible that McCown will play this week. And if you have not seen, did we talk about this last week the generator commercials? I can't. I th first of all, I thought those commercials made no sense. Second of all, what are they going to do now if he plays? Well, he's still a backup, but those commercials are brilliant. Maybe the, maybe the generators could really shine if you give him a chance with 
referring to what backup quarterbacks sucks? and they give him a chance. That well, is a bad commercial. And it's a bad co- idea. But you, know what? <laughs> you, really, you really need to watch what's happens going to breeze. He's going to be a game time decision. I don't like the sound of a right shoulder contusion. It clearly affected him in the game last week. That is a problem. Brandon Cooks, his ankle did not participate in practice on Wednesday. It is unclear um, if Cooks is injured or what is going on with him. So keep an eye on him. The Panthers give up the six fewest points to wide receivers. They get the six fewest points to quarterbacks. So I don't like that combination. And the running backs haven't been doing all that great either. You know, they, they, they're a very talented group, but they rank in the bottom fourth of the league in terms of rushing. Um, you know, yards per game. So that's ugly. And CJ Spiller didn't have a great comeback either. He had 17 yards. No thank you. And the Panthers give up the fourth fewest points to running backs. I don't like any of them this week. No. Stay away. I agree. And I like everyone on the Panthers. Yeah. No, I don't like everyone. But the only people that I care about are, are Cam Newton, and I do like him. Uh, New Orleans uh, so far has given up. Once again, when we say the fourth most, sixth most, whatever, it's it's not a very small sample size. No. So, But um, I will say that they don't look good on defense, so I feel fine with Cam Newton. And they never have. So it's They fine. never have. So I'm pretty I think, confident in that. Pretty confident in this one. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton made a big bounce back last week. He carried 10 times with 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, last week, Jameis Winston got a rushing touchdown against New Orleans. And, and Carson Palmer got 14 yards rushing in week one. He only had 25 yards rushing all of the 2014 season. If that tells you anything about how they defend quarterbacks that run the ball. The I'm hoping are bad. They're bad. I'm hoping for a bounce back week for Jon Stewart. Uh, you know, listen, week one, Cam was off, everyone was off, it's fine. Relatively tough defense in week two with Houston. In week three, I need to see something. Only 118 yards in two games, no touchdowns. I don't like what's going on with Jonathan Stewart right now. Devin Funches only had one catch in each of his last two games. You can drop him, uh, which is unfortunate. Although I think he will probably come back around like week eight, but you can drop him for now. Get rid of him. Get get other things. Too many injuries. You need to you need to clear up your roster. I don't want any part of the other receivers because they all have a touchdown in different games and and the targets are all over the map. There's no way to tell you whether Ted Ginn, uh, Corey Brown, or Jericho Cotchery are going to be the guy, except for the fact that Jericho Cotchery was forced to leave the game with a high ankle sprain and he will probably not play. Um, and Greg Olson, he went up. Hey, he was targeted 14 times, caught six of them for 70 yards. Yeah. And by the way, it sounds bad that he only caught six, but the passes that went to him that he did not catch were so bad that I feel fine about it. In fact, I feel great. Yeah. Uh, and also, they're the third highest scoring fantasy defense right now, and if New Orleans Saints don't have Drew Brees, I'm definitely all in. And even if they do, I'm maybe Still all in. in. Still all in. Still all in. Philadelphia Eagles 0-2 and two with the New York Jets 2-0. and zero. When I'm reading these scores, I just, the records, I just can't believe what I'm saying here. Philadelphia okay. Eagles, everyone they on this team had a bad week. Were terrible. Awful, except Jordan Matthews. Yeah. That's who I ish. wanted to say. He is, he is my only must start. That's it. That's the one you get. Because guess what? I know Chip Kelly and Brandon think he's the smartest man in football, but clearly his plan is not working out. It's not working out. The the befuddled look on his face the whole game made me smile. Oh, it's my favorite. Sam Bradford's not who he thought he was. Someone to blame Bradford, 
and it, it might just and it might just be the system you know it might just be the system you know he drafted this people he picked up these people to play in his system you know he wanted all these people because he felt like they were the perfect fit for his system let's just say that you're getting Bradford that's what you wanted just saying now listen, Bradford has had two interceptions in both games. He is not worth a start until he, he can give you better control in his throws. So we're moving on from that. Okay, let's not even talk about how DeMarco Murray has only had 11 yards rushing this year. I can't. Okay? I can't. Let, let's not even talk about the fact that he's questionable because he's injured, which I don't want to say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I did. I'm saying No, that. no, no. Of course he's injured. He gets hit five yards behind the line of scrimmage on every single time he touches the ball. He doesn't even have a chance to run the ball. Of course he gets hurt. He gets hit all the time. It's the offensive line. The offensive line is terrible. The well, you just said it was Sam Bradford. They're so all terrible. Sam Bradford's terrible because of the offensive line as well. No, that's true. No, that's true. Yes. yes. You're going to give credit to Murray. We're going to give credit to Bradford. But I'm not giving credit for Murray. I think Murray's been absolutely awful. And yes, the reason why he was good last year is because he played for the Dallas Cowboys and behind absolutely their O-line. No and, and I will say it again, that O-line makes the running back. The running back does not make it. Oh, like the five points for Joseph Randall? That was bad. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. But they're all bad. They're all bad. Everyone's bad. Listen, Matthew's only touched the ball once last week. That's not crazy. good. That's crazy. Kelly wants to win a game. They're going to need to get him more involved because that's bananas. Still not playing either one of them. If I'm forced to play an Eagles running back, it's going to be Darren Sproles. He's your best option, especially in PPR, because he's not he's not a touchdown-dependent guy. He does find the yards, which nobody else can do on that team. So... If you have to pick one, it's going to be Sprawls. Um, Zach Ertz is not my favorite choice either this week. I wouldn't drop anyone to replace him. Like, if he's your only tight end, go ahead and put him in. Um, but it's a tough matchup. The Jets give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Thank you, Eagles. I was not excited about writing about you. <laughs> terrible. 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 Unlike the Jets. The Jets are the Jets, and oh, they're back, and they're winning. I'm into Todd Bowles. I'm into it. I'm into it all. Into it. I love his high voice. His press conferences make me so happy. He's like, yeah, I thought that we played pretty well. That's <laughs> uh, great. Great. Love it. Uh, although I usually have a rule that I don't trust any men that have a higher voice than me, which yeah, is a lot. Of, there's He's a lot. Of, but I love Todd Bowles. Anyway. Eric Decker, guys. Eight receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown. And then he goes down hurt. Uh, he is not going to need a season-ending surgery on his knee. He's listed day-to-day, -day, so this is all good news. It was a sprained knee uh, in terms of the ligament. Uh, he's likely to miss the game, obviously. Um, but you know what? These, he's, they say he's day-to-day, -day, so make sure you check your lineups. But, you know, that kind of is what it is. Um, in terms of Brandon Marshall, though... He also had a great game, 101 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted 10 times. Again, Vontae Davis went down, and we didn't think he was going to have as great a game because he was going to definitely be targeted by you know one of the better back cornerbacks in the league. But you know what? He's producing. I like me some B. Marsh. I'm into it. I really do. Oh, and I love then, it. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Not as bad as you think. He completed 22 of his 34 passes for 244 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. Um, he also ran for six yards, which is not much, but, you know, is what it is. And you know what? Don't expect Geno Smith to come back and take his job because they've already said that Fitzy is their guy. More reason I like Todd Bowles. He's not, he's not going to pull Fitzy. They're playing well. He made it very clear from the beginning, too, that if we're playing well, that doesn't mean Geno Smith just gets to come in and start. So they're sticking with Fitzy. I like that decision. The team is gelled with it. I like it. Chris Ivory, he ran 14 times for 57 yards. Um, he was hurt, though. He was a little bit hurt. You can kind of tell that. And so, therefore, Bilal Powell got some more touches than he did. He got 12 for 38. Um, so I kind of like I like both of them. Look for Ivory to get a little bit more healthy, but until he's fully healthy, you're going to see a decent dose of you know Bilal Powell. So if you need someone because you're in, in an injury situation or maybe you've got Frank Gore and there's nobody else to pick up, Powell's not a bad choice until you know the Colts figure their stuff out. And then a little bit of news, Antonio Cromartie knee, um, he went out as well. He is questionable for the game, although he's never missed a game in his career in the NFL, which has been nine years. So I bet he's going to try to come back and play. So, I'm sure. You know, we'll Great. see. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1-1 one one at Houston Texans, 0-2. and two. Well, I'm going to keep this one pithy. So the Tampa Bay Buc... I think it's very much a wild card game. It Both is. teams are very up and down. And so to even talk about their stats almost doesn't make any sense with such a small sample size because they went from really bad to really good or really good to really bad. It's, it's, it's all over the map. What I will say is that Jameis Winston, if you can stomach his personality is a decent play week in and week out, especially in daily because he's still cheap. Uh, right. You know, the guy is, you know, he has a really high floor, so he's going to produce. Doug Martin, on the other hand, he's losing some touches to Charles Sims. I don't know what's going on there. They really lean on the pass, but ironically, Mike Evans is killing all fantasy owners across the land. Um, so he's held without a catch in his return. Uh, obviously, we were all disappointed by him not being in the first game. So, in other Thanks words, we had so two bad. terrible weeks. He had a decent game. Um, I'm, you know, and now Austin Safarian Jenkins is out for numerous weeks. There's, there are conflicting reports as to the exact amount of time, but uh, that's that's that hurts. So um, their de their defense plays well, and then it plays bad again. I have nothing else to say. As far as Houston's concerned, um, Ryan Mallett is still considered the starter. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with a concussion issue. That is a problem. Arian Foster is probably not coming back. And, um, yeah, another weird situation. If you're really into contrarian plays and you want to start Nate Washington or Cecil Shorts, I think you're crazy, but there may be people that think <laughs> you make sense. So it's a weird matchup, and as I said, both teams were so inconsistent, I have nothing else to say. Love it. Pittsburgh Steelers 1-1 one one at the St. Louis Rams 1-1. One one. Le'Veon is back! Which is so exciting and so subtle at the same time, because D'Angelo Williams is the number one running back in the league. Gosh, he's looking good! It up. And I'm so sad that he will now go to, like, the bottom of the league, and it makes me sad. Oh, man. Do not drop him if you have Le'Veon Bell as well. It's still a fantastic handcuff. You just saw how well he can play in that offense if Le'Veon Bell does get hurt because he's been out for two games. But it does happen, you guys. They're not used to playing real NFL football against real players. 
and they can get injured. Um, but and if someone drops D'Angelo Williams, you go pick them pick up. up. Pick him up. Yep. Pick him up. Um, but he should be fantastic. So we're not concerned. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. Knock on wood. He's going to be great. Um, don't worry about this matchup, you guys. I don't care. I'm not even going to talk about St. Louis's. Like, if they were second, you know, gave up the second least, whatever. It doesn't matter. They've yet to play up against an off good offense, not alone a great offense. So it doesn't matter. You're going to start Antonio Brown. You're going to start Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to start Bell with ease. I even like Darius Hayward Bay as your flex. I'm not upset about it. I am, might put the brakes on Heath Miller this what? week because I said once Le'Veon Bell comes back, those short passes might go to Bell over Heath. And and I'm not saying bench him, but I'm saying you're gonna might see a decline in targets. Okay, it just I think it might he's happen still good for this week. I think I love him. Bryant comes back. That's when you'll see a little. That's true, too. But I, I still love Heath, and every time he catches the ball, I'm in my home screaming, Heath, along with everybody else. Um, just saying, lower your expectations on the Bell's back. Um, and if you need a streaming defense, I'm picking the Steelers up this week against St. Louis, who give up the second most fantasy points to the defenses. So feel free to do the same. Um, and by the way, Scobie has been missing kicks, so he's not my favorite kicker at all. Agree. Rams. Guys, Todd Gurley, he might come back this week. I like it. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, nobody seemed to as excited about that. I'm, I'm scared. Scared. I I'm excited Williams. for him. I hope he does really well. I hope he does really good, but I'm not I'm not I don't know what to expect. Well, his knee is no longer listed on the injury report, uh, indicating that he you know, he very well could play this week, you know. And Jeff Fisher said that Gurley will be on a pitch count though when he comes back. So, do not start him this week and expect you know, big RB1 or even RB2 numbers. When they say pitch count, they mean a pitch count. They mean that he's going to get very limited action. They're going to try to work him in. They're going to be very conservative with Todd Gurley because he is their franchise player. They are not going to try to re-injure this guy right away. With that said, Trey Mason did nothing. He had seven attempts for 26 yards, and Benny Cunningham also did nothing. So that is certainly problematic to this offense. Nick Foles, I mean, he's had okay points thus far. He had 18 points yeah. one week and 10 points in a standard league. So he's doing, you know, pretty well. And, you know, this, you know the Steelers secondary has allowed opposing quarterbacks to complete 74.4% of their throws. And they have also allowed six touchdowns. So Foles could very well convert for a touchdown. Uh, but overall, this offense is not going to be a powerhouse. I actually do kind of like Jared Cook. Um, he's had some good games. He's had five catches in both week one and week two. He had 47 yards last week. And it's, the Steelers are the second worst in defending tight ends. So I do think if someone might get in the end zone, it could very well be Jared Cook. So if you're, a little, bit of, if you're a little bit of tight end situation because of you know Austin Safarian Jenkins or whatnot, Jared Cook could be a decent option for you. Very good. Moving to the afternoon game, San Francisco 49ers 1-1 one one at the Arizona Cardinals 2-0. I told you Torrey Smith would have a big game. I told you. Trade him. Trade bait. Get rid of him. It's done. Take it out. Listen, he's going to have other big games too, but he's not going to be consistent. He's going to drive you crazy. So, um, And listen, uh, you know, Arizona's a little bit lackadaisical against tight ends. They're kind of middle of the pack, or against uh, wide receivers, sorry. They're kind of middle of the pack. But my point is, um, 
I think you can get something for him, do it. Carlos Hyde missed the second half of the game in week two as a precaution. He, he avoided a concussion, I guess, although I find this very weird that he got pulled for a concussion, doesn't have a concussion. Supposedly there's a thigh injury, but then it's not serious. I don't know what happened. We got, we got an RG3 situation on our hands. <laughs> no, no. They love him. They just, I think they kind they of do. Like, we're done. The but it's weird. I don't like when yeah. they say something they don't, and they say it, and it's just like, what? Come yeah, on, it's, it's, true. Uh, it's yeah. true. Either way, still future Hall of Famer, question mark. Um, Arizona's tied for the fourth in terms of fantasy defenses um, because they create a lot of turnovers, but they do allow a lot of fantasy points. So I wouldn't shy away from San Francisco if you need them. Um, uh, do not play their San Francisco defense, though, because the Arizona Cardinals are red hot right now. Red hot. 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 Carson Palmer. Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. John Brown even he just he has all these like um he's the guy that they have these big plays and he gets pass interference for like a million yards. Oh, I know. Yards. It's unreal. Like he could catch the ball he's if they didn't drawing him. the drawing the, the flag for sure. He's a good actor. He's like but the Denzel. He, no, he's like the Marlon Brando of our time. <laughs> right? Like Terrell Robinson, our producer of Sirius XM. Uh, yeah, so I, I do think, I'm trying to come up with different actors to call him every week. I do think that they're going to throw the ball. So Kaep Kaepernick in like a um, like an eliminator league or some sort of like league where you have two quarterbacks, pretty decent play this week. 26.5 yeah. fantasy points last week. And then also Vernon Davis is alive. Uh, seven targets, five catches, 62 yards last week. He's not dead. That's all I got. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's all you got. Well, Arizona Cardinal, as we talked about, Kirsten Palmer just looks really good, really good. He only had 185 yards last week, which blows my mind because he had four touchdowns. You know? Gorgeous. You didn't, you didn't realize that it was the only it was such few yards because he's just constantly in the end zone. It was amazing. I'm all about it. Yep. Starting him again this week. Do it, do it, do it. Fitzgerald had an amazing game, 112 yards, three touchdowns. He was tearing up the slot that position. That is the Fitzy of old. That oh, it was. But oh. that's his first game of three touchdowns in a regular season game. Yeah. I Isn't mean, that he, crazy? It was, yeah, it was amazing. He had like his best game of his career. I'm just all – it was very exciting. And I love seeing him with his hair flowing and just like – just brings back just good memories. Yes, it's good memories. Mm. Um, so he is. I think he's a must start against the 49ers defense to give up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And I know John Brown didn't have a good game last week. We talked about this. He draws his penalties. They're giving him the ball, you guys. They're giving him the plays. It will work out. He is going to make you money. I promise Sad. you. Stick with him, okay? He's your wide receiver three flex guy. Stick with him. Um, and I know Bruce Arians says he won't start a rookie running back, but he's still able to get fantasy points, people. Insert David Johnson here. He's only owning 50% of leagues. So even if you have your running backs, pick him up, put him on your bench, because I guarantee you he's going to be the leading running back for the Arizona Cardinals by the end of the season. So he just is young. He's fresh. He has legs. You can't say that about the other guys. Love Chris Johnson. Still, still love him, but... David David is is new and fresh. <laughs> Buffalo Bills one and one and Miami Dolphins one and one. So we'll talk a little bit about some injuries up front. Uh, free safety Aaron Williams his neck injured. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Wide receiver Marquise Goodwin his ribs also did not participate. 
linebacker Tony Stewart's knee was limited during practice, and Jerry Hughes also limited in practice. Um, excuse me, Ed Goodwin was limited in practice. So I mentioned that because I was a lot on the defensive side, and the Buffalo Bills defense is fantastic. I still think they're going to be okay. Tyrod Taylor, his chest, um, he hurt his chest in the game, but it did practice on Wednesday. He had an interesting outing. Like, football-wise, you're like, oh. Oh, I but, it looked good. But then he did, right, because he got sacked eight times. Uh, and he threw over 242 yards. But then he still had four touchdowns. So fantasy-wise, you still did okay, you know? So don't be freaking out. There is a difference between watching regular football and fantasy football. Again, keep that in mind. They are different beasts. I would even say in regular football, though, Bill Belichick usually eats guys like that for dinner. Like, literally, mm -hmm. he just, like, salts them. And he didn't. He came back. He was... Yeah. I, I am impressed with Tyrod Taylor. As I said... I think he could be Dallas legit. Dallas getting Matt Castle means more about Tyrod Taylor than it does Dallas. They believe in him. Well, I also said, and that's in my notes, too, that Matt Castle was traded to Dallas... And Dallas does need him, and I, I agree with you. I think the Bills are very confident in Tyrod Taylor that, they, that they're not going to need Matt Castle. Pending an injury, and I think they're willing to roll with just EJ Manuel at that point. I'm impressed with them, too. I'm just saying, and overall, people were kind of like, oh, kind of a rough game, but not really. Not really. I mean, come on now. The ceiling anyway, is high. The ceiling is high. LaShawn McCoy, we'll talk about him a little bit. He did not practice on Wednesday. He still got a little bit of a nagging hamstring injury. Uh, but it was better. He went 50, he had 15 rushes for 89 yards, and he had three catches for 27. So he got you decent points. So LaShawn McCoy owners didn't have a reason to completely freak out this week. So you're welcome. And then kickers do matter, as we do say. And Dan Carpenter, his is um, admin is what he actually heard, uh, did practice on Wednesday. So feel um, good about Dan Carpenter. You're in the clear. You're in the clear. Miami Dolphins. Uh, again, I'm not going to talk about how the Bills' defense is because they stopped Indianapolis and then New England shredded them. So it's like there's no consistency. I don't feel confident saying that they're the 12th at this or whatever. It's just, it's just not okay. So we're going to move past that, and here is the deal. These two teams see each other a lot. Right? Just like New England and Buffalo see each other a lot. I think this is more beneficial for the offense than it is the defense, but I think it is beneficial for both. But so I'm going to go with the positives for the Dolphins because I was on the negative train with the Dolphins last week. They did well. So we're going to go back on the positive train and hope it's not this roller coaster because I'm really getting emotionally affected by it. Xanax <laughs> insert now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start Tannehill this week, you guys. I am totally going to do it. I feel like the Miami Dolphins are going to have a really good game. I actually kind of think that this is going to be a high-scoring game, even though this is two supposedly great defenses. I think this is going to be fun to watch. Mm. I, I do. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm going to go with this. So I'm going to go ahead and start him. I'm going to start Jarvis Landry. He's had 12 and 10 targets, eight receptions in both games, He's that perfect wide receiver three, wide receiver two, depending on how deep your league is. In PPR, he had 19 fantasy points, and that's without a touchdown. So I like him. Richard Matthews, uh, his value goes up if Jordan Cameron does not play. He is listed as questionable with a groin injury. We all knew that was going to happen eventually. But if he does play, you're going to start him. Buffalo has given up touchdowns in both games to tight ends, so we're going to play him if he starts. 
But again, if he doesn't, Rashad Matthews' value does go up. I like him for daily as well. And I wouldn't start Miller. They did pick up Jonas Gray. Uh, so Brandon has ran to the waiver wire and have picked him up everywhere that she possibly can. Yes. Um, this is a good scene for Jonas Gray. I don't think that he's going to be super effective week one, which is unfortunate because he does catch balls. And receiving running backs are going to have a better game than rushing running backs against Buffalo. And Lamar Miller is banged up with an ankle injury. I just don't see him having a very successful game. So not loving him. Chicago Bears, 0-2 at the Seattle Seahawks, 0-2. and two. Uh, On a positive note, Robbie Gold is the uh, number the one fantasy kicker right now, FYI. Because <laughs> the I rest of him. this higher by like 15 spots than everybody. Well, he should be number one. They, they can't get past the 20-yard line, so insert gold here. Um, I don't know how you start anyone on the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, going into Seattle, Ken oh. Chancellor's coming back. Uh, you know, Jimmy Clausen takes the helm. Although, supposedly John Fox just came out and said that he's not ruling out Jay Cutler for week three yet. I, I don't know how he hasn't done that yet, but that's okay. Let me tell you something about Jimmy Clausen. In 2010, he started 13 games for the Carolina Panthers. He had three touchdowns. He had nine interceptions. And then he <laughs> had two fumbles. That's right. He had a 3-11 to 11 touchdown to turnover ratio. Then he, didn't, he didn't start another game until 2014 when they decided to pull Jay Cutler to teach him a lesson. Although, what did it teach him? Nothing. And... Um, then he got Jimmy Clausen got hurt again, so then Cutler had to go in, and it was a disaster. So, um, yeah, and now he's going to Seattle. So I, I am terrified. Uh, Matt Forte is the man. You know I love him more than anything, but I cannot imagine him doing well because he's the only person they have to defend. Other than uh, Martellus Bennett, who up until Jay Cutler got hurt, I thought was now a must-start for tight ends. I just think he's a very talented and, and secure tight end. Alshon Jeffrey still, um, you know, he's still sidelined with that hamstring. He's not practicing. It's ugly. Ugly. Seattle. So I went on my Colts rant, and this could be very similar. So I'm going to have to, like, really rein myself in here. You better. Um, yeah, because they're at home and against Chicago. They uh, are, but it's more it's it's more the drama. It's the drama with the Seahawks, right? So Russell Wilson, he had 19 of his 30 pass attempts uh, for 206 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. He back to running. He ran 10 times for 78 yards, which is good. He's he was encouraged great. to run against the Packers, and and that worked out pretty well for them, you know. Yes. But then we've got Jimmy Graham here, who's like. Pitching a fit about you know about how upset he is. Grant he only had one reception for 11 yards. He's only targeted twice. He's only been targeted 10 times total in the first two games. It's the Seahawks. But that's kind of my thing. I'm like, what did you expect when we went to the Seahawks? I agree. It's a rush first offense. Everybody knows this. Not just with their running back, but with their quarterback. You've got two rushers right there that are the offense, and you've got a weak offensive line with a short quarterback. Who needs help on the line? You you were brought in to help block, and you were told that you need to improve your blocking skills when you came there. And uh, you know, but also, it's a little weird that they aren't using Jimmy Graham a bit more here. I mean, it's 
It's a little weird, but anyway, but it is stuff. weird. It is weird. But we told you this before the link before this year started. I didn't drop Jimmy Graham in any of my links. Me neither. I, I didn't do one. it because and why would you? He's not in a passing offense. He's not. He's not. not. And we told you this. We we told you this. I thought I'd do a little better than this, but you know what? We told you this was coming. Now Pete Carroll says that he wants to get Graham, you know, more more involved. Yeah. And so <laughs> this has protection. <laughs> yeah. But this could be the week because they are going up against the Bears. It's true. And you know, a oh, beat up Bears. This is the week, and they don't want to have Graham completely upset, right? Again, Graham needs to check himself because he should have known what he was getting into, but I do think that they're going to well, get him more involved choice, this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doug Baldwin actually had a pretty good game, seven receptions for 92 yards, so he did a good job, and he had a touchdown. Um, but this is classic Seahawks, which means that Doug Baldwin will not have another decent game for four or five weeks because mm -hmm. this is how the Seahawks work. Next week will be Jermaine Curse. Actually, Curse had a good week, week one, so he he's not even in the mix. So this will be maybe Jimmy Graham's week. So start Jimmy Graham because they're in the rotation now. And then Marshawn Lynch, we t I told you, I told you he was not going to have a good game, and he did not. He only had 41 yards. Grant, he had three receptions from the 21, but it, he was not great. Uh, he has a calf injury. Uh, he did not participate in practice. I think he's going to play. Don't freak out. But just keep that in mind. And then Cam Chancellor's back, like Brandon said. So this is good things for their defense because, you know, Sherman was getting beat all over the place. And part of that is because he plays up on his players in, the, in that first 10 yards, knowing that he's got that protection behind him. With Cam Chancellor gone, he didn't have that. So I guess teammates called him up, kind of talked him into playing. They're going to work the contract out in the offseason. But don't expect them to be fully gelled yet because Cam, you know, has, he's held out. So... Wait a few okay. weeks for that Seattle D to really form. There you go. Sunday night game, Denver Broncos, 2-0. and I have them 2-0. Two two. They didn't get two extra games. That would be ridiculous. 2-0, and oh, and Detroit Lions, 0-2. Oh All right, the Broncos. Well, I think this will be an interesting game. Uh, lots of room for improvement for both teams. Can mm -hmm. I say that? Lots of room Easily. for improvement. Um... I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. But as far as fantasy, you're going to start Peyton Manning. He had a bounce back half of a game last week. <laughs> um, 256 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Um, and since the running game for Denver has been awful, I think Kubiak has abandoned the run first kind of offense and just let Peyton get back in that shotgun and do what he needs to do. I hope to God... Kubiak lets Peyton do what he needs to do the full four quarters. Hashtag that? free Peyton. Free Peyton. Hashtag free Peyton. This is ridiculous. I love you, Kubiak. You're a wonderful person. And Denver loves you. But stop telling our man what to do. Can we say that? Um, Detroit has given up the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Rivers had a great game against Detroit. And Teddy didn't do bad either. So... Peyton's going to do good. We're good. Start both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Duh. Always. Always. Um, CJ Anderson and Ronnie Hillman have ha have a favorable matchup. Seeing how they're going up against the Lions, who have given up the third most fantasy points thus far this year to running backs. But I don't know, you guys. I'm just not into it. I'm sorry. I didn't draft them because I knew better. But you did... So you're going to have to pay the consequences, and I'm telling you, it's not going to look good for you. 
Rumor has it that C.J. Spiller or C.J. Anderson, this is his last chance to dominate in that backfield oh, before it really? becomes a running back by committee and Ronnie Hillman takes half those carries. <gasps> That's the rumors in Denver. I'm just letting you know. Those are the articles coming out. You can't just blame them. It's an awful offensive line, as you saw Peyton Manning getting sacked and sacked and sacked the last two games. But you spent a lot of money on him. He's been a little banged up, and he's not producing. Ronnie Hillman is averaging more than a yard plus um, a carry um, than Anderson is. So, sorry. Sorry to be the barrier of bad news. You need to start planning now. Trade him to somebody who doesn't watch football and just plays fantasy mm. for fun. Mm. This is your moment. Get rid of him. Um, Denver Broncos are leading the NFL in fantasy points for defense. Yes, yep. they yes, are. They Keep playing them, especially against a banged-up Stafford. And by the way, Brandon Kamanis is ranked number two for kickers. He, too, is a must-start. I'm doing a lot of this today. <sighs> you really are. I don't feel as great about the Those lines. arm exercises in. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be doing that for Stafford. No. Well, oh, here's the deal. He's actually been playing really well, guys. He's gone 51 of 83 for 532 yards and four touchdowns. Grains had three interceptions. Um, but he's not only banged up with ribs, but an arm. Right, so he said that his ribs are feeling pretty good. They're probably he's probably got some extra padding on him. Everybody thinks that he's going to play, but he still is questionable at this point in time. Uh, he was a full participant in practice, so that's obviously a good sign, good news for that. Um, but the Broncos give up the absolute least amount of points to quarterbacks, and I feel very confident in that stat. If you've watched any of the Broncos games yeah. this year, their defense is on fire. They are they are that good. They look that good. It's going to be a rough week for Stafford. I, I it just will be. Uh, it's been it was rough last week for the running backs. Bell only had four carries for two yards, two yards and two catches so for sixteen yards. Amir Abdullah didn't do much better. He had six carries for nine yards. And he was and supposed to be our saving grace for nine yards. Uh, so that's bad. So I don't love that. The Broncos' pass rush is great, so that's going to be a problem. They give the 15th fewest points. So I don't love that. Eric Ebron is kind of your saving grace with this, and even that's not really a saving grace because he had five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Um, granted, it was at the end of the game and kind of garbage time, but who cares? You don't care in fantasy. Points are points. Mm -hmm. um, but the Broncos got the 15th fewest points to, to tight ends. Calvin Johnson... He was back. That is the good news. He had two receptions, um, five targets. He needs to be targeted more. But he had 39 yards in the opener. Um, and then, you know, he had 17 targets and 83 yards this week. So they finally gave him the more targets we wanted him to get. So that's great. He had a touchdown as well. But the Broncos, again, give up the absolute fewest points to wide receivers. So I don't really love anybody for the Lions. I just don't. It's sad. Yeah, I had to do a fades uh, segment for Roto World and NBC Sports, and I said that one of the guys that I'm not playing is Calvin Johnson and Daly. I was like, I'm not paying $8,000 for a guy you that can't. I'm not quite sure is going to catch. Not with the toughest secondary in the league right now. You Chris Harris Jr., Aqib Tlaib, no and, thank you. And a hurt Stafford. You can't do it. You can't do it. You just nope. Can't. Nope, take him out. Kansas City Chiefs 1-1 one and one at the Green Bay Packers 2-0. and oh. 
Well, this is going to be a really easy matchup, you guys. So uh, the Kansas City Chief, um, they're tied in defense as far as um, points, you know, that they, they've earned as a defense, but I'm not playing anyone versus Rodgers. It's kind of like my Julio Jones rule. I'm just not doing it. Uh, Jamal Charles lost two fumbles last week, but he still was the sixth, uh, the fourth highest running back in standard scoring, sixth highest if you play FanDuel. Uh, he's that's amazing. how bad all the running backs have been. That, well, that's how bad all the running backs are, but that's also yeah. how much he does for that team in general. Yes. So and he is I such a good person. He yeah. felt so bad. We all felt bad. He's gonna have a bounce back. Week. I agree, and it wasn't even—he doesn't even need to bounce back. He was great, so yeah, I, he was. I just want to point out that yes, he he lost two fumbles. That's not the whole story. So Jamal Charles is still the man, and I feel great because I drafted him in a lot of leagues because a lot of people didn't believe in him, and I feel great about it. You should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like great. I'll take him in my eighth, ninth pick. Uh, Travis Kelsey came down to earth. In the last week, because he played against the Broncos, Jeremy Macklin still hasn't scored a touchdown, but I still think that they're, like, decent plays, and they're going to need to throw the ball more if they want to keep up with Green Bay. Um, and def and Denver's possibly one of the best defenses in the league. Why are you laughing at me? You're laughing at me. I'm laughing at Macklin catching a touchdown. He's yeah. going to catch a touchdown. I think it might be this week. I think it might be this week. Because you're right. It's going to have to be – they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're to air it out. Yeah. Yeah, probably so going to air it out to Jamal Charles, but you know. I feel like Kansas City's uh, stats are a little bit weird because Denver's defense is that good. So I'm not really paying attention to last week. As far as Green Bay is concerned, you start everyone. Who are you? It's the Green Bay Packers. Um, if you, I mean, listen, look at the matchup numbers. <laughs> Kansas City gives up the third fewest uh, points to running backs, the absolute most points to wide receivers. They're going to air out the ball because of those stats, and they have Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So once again, James Jones scored again. He's a red zone target. It is what it is. Randall Cobb, 11 targets, 8 catches, 116 yards. No score, but who cares? He'll be fine. Devontae Adams, he left the game last week with an ankle injury, um, but he did catch all five of his targets. His breakout is coming, so you may be able to get him cheap. I'm into him still, you guys. He's just had weird luck the last two weeks. I'm fine. He's fine. You're fine. Get him if you can. Um, and when Adams was out, though, Ty Montgomery came in, and he was the guy. He caught all four of his targets for 37 yards. He looked good. If something happens, he's the guy. Eddie Lacy is the big question mark, right? That's the only big news here. And last week, he left the game with a high ankle sprain, and he left all of us that were owners in tears. Uh, get well soon, buddy. But listen, he might be back. He may not even miss a game, even though he's a high ankle game. sprain. Because they all went down with an ankle injury, and it was like they didn't even have enough Early. time to bring the cart out to pick the next guy up. I'm like, they're still carting the other guy off the field. They gotta like yeah. throw that cart back around and get somebody else's bum ankle. <laughs> it was sad, and uh, but you know what? Listen, he might be back, and uh, neither of them are season-ending injuries, which is no. great because the season we've heard of so many ten-week injuries, so it's not a big deal. But if you can get James Starks, obviously you want him. If you didn't get him, I think you're fine. Either way, I don't think they're going to run the ball a lot either way. So it is what it is. And Richard Rodgers scored uh, and then made a two-point conversion. He is involved, but I think he'll frustrate with you uh, all year. I think this is pretty consistent. Consistent. Yep, I like it. 
Good luck in week three, everybody. It's going to be intense. Uh, you can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get the ingredients for our dice game with FanDuel. Um, we have four ingredients. You set your daily lineup, and whoever wins gets a fun surprise. You can hear those four ingredients early on our new SiriusXM show, Saturday nights on the Fantasy Sports Network from 8 to 10 Eastern. So make sure you listen to us there. All of your drafting all of your trade questions, all of your sit and play questions, get to us at Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, no more faking it. 